It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, everyone. Forest Focus, the most crushing, agonising of defeats for Nottingham Forest as they lose 1 0 to Liverpool in the 99th minute at the City Ground after Darwin Nunes headed in with virtually last kick. Massive anger on the final whistle among Reds fans, players, staff, and even owner of Angelos, Marinakis, who made his way to the touchline coming after Paul Tierney, gave Liverpool the ball back after a head injury with Forest in position. possession when he'd blown the whistle. But there was still a, fair, a couple of phase play after that. Should Forest have cleared the ball? to clip back in for, for Nunes to score. Joining me to discuss all that, first of all, is Chris Aylmer from Forest All Over. Chris, I won't ask how you are, because we know how you are, but welcome. Oh, Thank you for joining me. Yeah, no, no worries. Um, I just I was just saying I have Liverpool fans calling me now, and I just, I'm not interested, <laughs> but yeah. Mm-hmm. Plenty of Liverpool <laughs> fans in Ireland. Plenty of Forest fans as well, hopefully a few are with us as well. Um, Mark yeah. Southerns, probably not worth asking how you are, because we know <laughs> kicks off Mark. Uh, just yeah. general thoughts, and then we'll get into uh, the specifics around the goal and the bit of contra- well, a lot of controversy. It's a very, very painful afternoon. I thought we managed them well throughout the game. Um, I think it was 11 or 12 corners, which we coped with well. In the end, it was a second phase from a corner that undid us. They've got so much quality. They had a lot of injuries, but so much quality on the pitch. And in the end, McAllister's cool head and Darwin's finish. For once, he was there with that. Short, assured finish, which he hasn't been the case for a lot of the season for Liverpool. He's missed a lot of chances, but he didn't miss that one. Um, I personally didn't... My first reaction wasn't that we were robbed and looking at the officials, although obviously from what I saw on the pitch, there's others in the ground that feel otherwise, but my first reaction was it was in our hands. We just had to clear that ball for a throw and that probably would have been it. We were one or two kicks away from getting a, a hugely valuable and much-deserved point. And we blew it just by a little bit of just not managing it correctly at the right time. We should have cleared that ball. We had it on the edge of our own box. But we gave McAllister a chance to recycle it and Darwin scored. And it kind of tainted what otherwise was a brave, hard-working, positive performance. I guess 
that's what makes it so deflating, Chris. I mean, we've had so many of these games where we could have picked up another point here, another point there. Obviously, the FA Cup in the week as well. We could have done a little bit better. Decisions, yeah, decisions have gone against us, and our decision making has been costly. Is that the most deflating defeat of the season for a very long time for you? Probably since the Bournemouth game, um, pre Newcastle and Man United. Obviously, that 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 that, that's definitely one of the ones that is one of the biggest cup punches I've had in a while. Um, You know, I spent most of the game making notes and none of them matter when it comes to big moments at the end of the game, like um, Nunez's goal. I think both can be true. Both things can be true. And what Mark said, that we should have cleared our lines and that they shouldn't have got the ball back after Konate went down with a head injury. Um, And both can be frustrating. Uh, but it's just, yeah, it's it's it is the worst way to lose, and Forrest just keeps seeming to lose like that again and again. Mm. Yeah, I, let's just talk about not giving the ball back. Then, I mean, yeah, he obviously should, and I think it is another error. But are we putting too much on it? Do you think, Chris? I well, I, I rewatched it just in case because I knew we'd talk about it, um, and. I don't think we're putting too much on it. I think it is incredibly frustrating that in that position we're on the we're on the attack. Callum Hudson-Odoi has the ball. Uh, it was recycled from a corner. Kanate did clash with Keller, so I do think it, it. You know, he went down. That's fair enough. My problem was that they got the ball back. I don't understand that law, and I rewatched it uh, as I mentioned before we jumped on here, and it wasn't like the, the play immediately after they scored from. They got the ball back, went down our end, we cleared our lines, they got a throw in, then from that throw in, I think they got the corner and then the rest is history. But uh, I just, yeah, I still think it's, we should feel a little bit injustice with that. If the law is, like the law isn't that they should get the ball back or is it? No, no, it should. But, I, well, I think, yeah. we, well, I thought we had comfortable possession, so I thought we should get mm-hmm. it back. If so that was the drop ball. Well, that's it then. And, and that, for me, that is injustice because then they have an opportunity to, uh, go on the attack again and 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 eventually score. Now, like I am fuming that we didn't clear our lines as well. I think it was Hudson Adoy and Taiwo that were both playing around with the ball on the edge of the box. Like that, just clear the ball, just get rid of it. It's simple. I, I know Hudson Adoy did that a few times uh, throughout the game where he was holding on to the ball a bit too long um, in in defensive positions. But yeah, both of them just just booted away and the game's over. Um, but yeah, no, we definitely should feel injustice from from that refereeing decision because if if they're not meant to get the ball back when we're the ones in possession, then I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, thanks to Mark and Anna, Mark Humber and Anna White for becoming members. Very grateful for the support. Um, I, I suppose, Mark, as well, do you think is is this kind of festering sense of injustice that Forest fans are getting now with every decision that goes against us? I suppose a lot. every club has stuff go against us, but there's a feeling amongst the fan base and certainly the ownership that we're getting the rough end of just about everything that could go wrong. Hence, seeing the owner on the touchline, we'll come on to that. But do you think there's this sense of malaise against us that's built that builds over the whole season now um right I, I don't know whether we've we've had more wrong decisions than other clubs we have had some bad decisions against us and as i said before we came on air i would put the williams non-penalty and the E non-penalty above what we saw today personally um which obviously cost us um and obviously there's no doubt the owner feels something because that's why he's appointed Klassenberg. you don't do you don't go to that kind of measure Without and that's really a comment, isn't it? I, I say I see it. It's that's that's Maranakis communicating that 
we feel that we're getting decisions not go our way. So we're going to get an expert in to explain those decisions um, in inverted commas. Um, so clearly the club feel that way as a support with Forest. Yeah, of course. I mean, but I, not a season goes by without me thinking that we're hard done by in some way. Maybe they are mounting up now. I, I as I said, my first reaction at the end of that game was so gutted about that that our performance wasn't rewarded. I didn't instantly point to the injustice of the Canate incident. I I know I can I can see why we feel aggrieved at that. Um, I didn't see the I haven't seen a replay of the incident. I've seen it live. Um, I don't know whether did he award a free kick against us. Is that why the ball went back? No, he stopped play, and a lot of people in the comments are saying Canate faked the injury, and I would have to see a replay to see how he reacts if it's a Bruno Fernandes type thing. Mm. My instinct is to say I need to watch it again and not pile in on that because I don't we I don't know I don't know if he did or not. Mm. And then it's the then it's not. It looked like Canate. Yeah, Canate collided with Kelleher, his own player. Hudson Doy had it out wide and could have crossed it in again. Um, mm. Although. We probably wouldn't have done. We'd have probably just <laughs> kept it in the corner, um, or that probably would have been the right thing to do. So perhaps if there was a drop ball or the ball got given back to us, we would have managed it out better. But perhaps we wouldn't have done because we didn't clear it when we had the chance either, did we? About thirty-five seconds later. So you can point to the fact that had the referee given the, the ball back, we'd have managed the game out. But maybe not because we didn't manage the game out when it mattered, did we? Mm. So we yeah. had that chance, and it, and the ball there was a, it was a different phase of play, and the ball. It didn't come direct from that incident. So, yes, we can point to that as something that we feel we were robbed about. Um, but, I don't know. At least Villa have just scored anyway, by the way. So, it's 1-0. Oh, yeah. Comments, um, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, per, I personally look at ourselves. And, I, and I, I don't like this trend that we're getting that we're, we're now... It, the first thought is, oh, how did the officials let us down? How were we robbed? We've got to start taking account of ourselves. And it was a really positive performance. And I don't want to criticise anyone, but when you look at it, we were naive not clearing the ball in the last, you know, with, with three or four kicks to go, that's got to go out. That's got to go down the pitch or out for a throw. And it didn't. And I, I just think we've got to look at ourselves in that incident rather than look at the officials. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're trying to start a counter-attack for the, the glorious win. But I think... The discretion is the better part of valor there and just leather it up the pitch and take what's a really good point because it was so close to the end. Mm. Um, the owner, Chris, as well, he, he, you don't see that. The owner's going to the side of a pitch. And I think Olympiakos have definitely seen well, us. You don't see um, it in the Premier League. No, you don't see it. out from that, depending on if yeah, he's, I, how I, he's reacted. If he's just letting walk past and said nothing, then I guess, okay, it's unusual, but... Yeah. I, 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 you don't oh, see it, it's, and you it's, probably it's, shouldn't. It's, yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty um, strong reaction. All right. Um, I didn't see too much of the melee at the end. If I'm honest, I was just so sick um, mm. from the the goal because of the nature of how it happened and what had happened prior to it. But um, no, you don't see it that often. I I don't know what good that does us. I mean, I'm okay to see our owner angry that we're losing. Uh, a game late and that a referee might have made a poor decision prior to it but it doesn't like it doesn't mean much i think the facts are <laughs> we concede last 
minute of the last minute, even beyond that 99th minute after, as Mark said, we we don't clear our lines. And honestly, that was the first thing I thought in my head as well was was the not mm-hmm. clearing our lines. And uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think it's going to do us any favors. I mean, we've hired Clattenburg in to analyze some of the games. I I don't know. I I, I try not to pay attention to too much of that because it just takes away from the focus, which is we need to win games as fast as possible uh, in order to stay in this league, particularly if we get a deduction. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I think one other thing, I'll throw this to you, Chris, because I know you've seen a replay of it, and I have as well. Um, I think Forrest might be aggrieved about Omar Mandeli going down in the box late in the game under challenge from Gomez. I th- yeah. think it was, unless it's one the ref gives, I don't think it's one VAR are going to give because the threshold seems very high for shirt pulls in the box now. What was your take on it? I think if it was given, it would have been a slightly soft penalty, but I have seen them given. You know, Gomez was behind Amabamadeli, and Amabamadeli was trying to get into position to, to get ahead on the ball from the corner, right? The difference between that one and Dan's was Dan's went down really flopped completely and mm. Danilo barely had his arms around him. Um, but because that one wasn't given, I almost felt like uh, Tierney and of course VAR weren't going to give the other one, even though we had slight more reason to be aggrieved from it. But not, I don't think it was, I don't think it was a penalty if I'm honest, but if I've seen them given, I've seen them given. And um, yeah, it, it was, it would have been soft, but I think that's the, the most frustrating thing is that was right near the end of the game. Uh, just like Morgan Gibbs White's shot that deflected and went wide for that corner. Uh, and we, we felt like we actually could even maybe win the game. And then before you know it, lights out. <laughs> yeah. Alex is asking in the comments, why wasn't it stopped for a check? I think it was checked. I think it was. And I think they checked the Dan's one as well. It they? was. They, they were they, both they checked. They were, they, were, they were definitely both checked. Yeah. But cleared fairly fast. Um. I will just thank our sponsors over the Trent Navigation. Uh, I know we need a drink. Want to hear it. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> but they do support us. They do support us so much. Uh, and uh, we should give them uh, a quick word of thanks whenever talking of drinks. You have to wait till Monday for this, but there's double stamps on be a loyalty card. Uh, but you could go down tomorrow and uh, drown your sorrows there as well and have a nice Sunday roast if you want. I right, thought you were going to show a roast dinner then, uh, Matt. I thought you were going to make me. No, yeah, it's all right then. Fine. 
The other factor in defeat, Mark, that we haven't Mm. really touched on so much to me is we didn't have many chances, but we did have a couple of big chances. Alanga's getting dug out in the comments. He can be a frustrating player. And I guess in these fine, you know, top games where you're really battling hard, you get a big chance and he had one second half. Does he have to take it? I'd like to think he would. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to stay up, we've got to take chances like that. We're not going to get goals given to us on a plate. That's for sure. We're going to have to work for them. And, and the goals we do score between now and the end of the season, I would say a good two thirds of them are going to have to be well taken goals. They're not going to be tap ins, right? So we've got to convert chances like that. He had a one on one, obviously, in the first half. I think that probably would have been pulled back for offside. Um, it, it wasn't, the flag wasn't there. But for me, he was slightly ahead of Van Dyke when the pass was laid off by Oguigi. Um, the one in the second half was a well-worked move. Amani came on and did what we needed someone to do, which was to hold the ball up centrally, and it got worked, and we cycled. I think Toffolo crossed it, and first-time shot, I think it was from Alanga. I think he took it first time past the post. We've seen him score those before. Um, he is erratic, though, as he's finishing, isn't he? He goes from being lacking composure and snapping at his efforts to suddenly pulling out a, a world-class finish out of nowhere. So he is... Yeah, but we've said before, he's he's a young player learning his trade and he's played every game for us, more or less. And and that's not what I expected of him at the start of the season. I think we've got... I don't want to be on air criticising players tonight, really. I think we can be critical of that not clearing the ball. But apart from that, I think the performance was really, a really brave and positive one. And we, we weren't going to get many chances because that's how we set out. And we set out to obviously bring Aaron E and maybe Danilo on late to give it a go. So it went according to plan. And had we gone away with a point, I think Nuno would have gone with that. That's that's a good outcome. And yes, we'd have liked to have got more, maybe caught on the break, but we had opportunities to do so. And we didn't take them, but we'll take the point. Thank you very much. So we were seconds away from mission accomplished, I really think. So I don't want to be on here criticising Alanga or Taiwo or any other player like that, to be honest. But what worries me a bit is Taiwo is not fit and, he's, and he looks well short of being fit. And that meant we had to start the game with Origi out wide and Langer down the middle. Many more games like that, where Tyro's not a factor and he's not fit, we're we're really struggling. I think we we've got to we've got to get Tyro fitting in the team, scoring goals. Otherwise, I think we're struggling. Origi did all right. Langer did all right. That is not a front two that is going to keep us up. Morgan Gibbs White had to push on more. Um, he played more central, more more forward. I think he was average position shows he was our most forward player. I think that's Nuno recognising that, you know, with Origi on the pitch, he can't play central. So we need Gibbs-White there to hold the ball up because Alanga can't. That's my main worry from the game. If I mean, last last post-match, everyone wanted me to be more negative, more critical. That's about the only thing I can come out of the game being worried about is the fact that Tyro does look really short. I don't really want to sit here now and criticise it players because I don't think we deserve that. Uh, thanks to Danny, Michael O'Dwyer and Steve Allen for signing up for membership. Uh, I think it's Steve Allen, who's Greg's mate, who uh, normally moans at me for saying something on this podcast, but he is a lovely man. So thanks for your support, Steve uh, and uh, Michael and Danny. Um, I'll come back to uh, something you said around the defending, Mark. But what do you think, Chris, about Origi wide, Langer through the middle? We've played Alanga through the middle a lot, and I don't think it's really worked. If he tucks away one of the chant that one on one, he's on side. We say great, but I think we need, like Mark says, we need Taiwo fit and firing. And it's worrying that the guy is still really struggling uh, coming off his surgery. 
Yeah, I mean, looking at the first half, um, some of the big chances, to be fair, were worked well. You know, I, I, I know Toffler was trying to pump it into the channels on the left-hand side and um, Callum Hunton was trying to pick it up. And Origi did look bright, to be fair. You know, there was a couple of times where he took the ball down well. I remember there was one time he took it into midfield, cut it in, hit it with his left and it just whistled wide. Um, and I felt like, oh, this is this this strategy is actually working. But Elanga was caught aside quite a lot. Um an awful lot, even from one of our set pieces. I remember he tried to time his run and it just didn't seem to work. And that that effort that he made, I think, was a touch offside as well. I actually think it was a decent effort, by the way. Like, I think Keller stuck out a good leg. I think that's the place to stick the ball unless you lift it and then you risk either sticking it over or over and wide. But I think Mark's right. Like, Taiwo was such a game changer. When he came on on 65 minutes... The first thing he did was take the ball down, lay it off, and then Toffolo gave Alanga that chance. So, mm. like immediately, you're seeing the impact. And he's battling against Kanate and Van Dijk, probably the best defensive duo in the league right now. And he's making an impact and making a difference. Uh, I do think that there was a chance Hudson Odoi put through to him where he just should have had a shot at goal, make Keller make a save, make him parry it, but he took too long on it. And Bradley came back. But overall, yeah, no, I'm I'm with Mark on that. Um, I didn't mind how we set out early on. I actually didn't mind it at all, but Alang is getting caught offside an awful lot. I know that's what happens when you're fast and you're trying to get in behind, but still, yeah, we need Tywo back. And Chris Wood is due back soon, which, you know, if we see the Chris Wood we saw before Christmas, hopefully will be a positive. Yeah, and Sangari was on the bench today. Uh, Gio Reyna wasn't in the squad at all, but Joe Gardner was, so surely Reyna was injured. Mm -hmm. So we'll wait for a, an update on, on that one. Um this goes back to the topic we discussed on Wednesday, Mark. Though we can't really uh, have any clear answer on it ourselves, but Tywo played ninety nine, well, you know, ninety eight minutes on Wednesday, and then doesn't start today because he's not fit, or maybe it was a. Do we just have to wait and see why Nuno said he didn't play? Because maybe it was a tactical thing, I guess. Yeah, I think it was. I think I think basically the game plan must have been to start with Origi and um, bring Tyro on in the last twenty to give it a go. Um, I, I can only think it was because, as you say, he, he took him off at half-time at Villa um, and he said that was tactical. So he must have had a full 90 in mind or uh, the majority of minutes in mind for the United game. And then, presumably, he was always going to start Origi. Origi just isn't a central striker, as we know. I mean, you know, Chris has reminded me that, yeah, that Chris Wood is is close to return and, and Nuno mentioned that. That makes me feel more positive because I think that's what we need. We, and, and he was really impressive in that spell before the injury. So... At least we will soon have someone who's a physical presence down the middle. I didn't mind, like Chris said, I don't mind our setup for today because against Liverpool, in a game where you're going to need to counter, playing a Langer down the middle, Origi out wide, that's okay. They both played okay. They both played well. Okay, Langer didn't take his chances, but I don't think, I think they were a solid six and a half, seven out of ten, both of them, in a game where we didn't have a lot of the ball. Um, what I'm worried about is the is the games coming up where we've got to win and we should win. That's when we need Tyro playing. That's when we need him fully fit. Um, so I don't want to be playing a Langer down the middle against Fulham and against Crystal Palace and and Wolves at home. I want I want I want my striker playing because I think we can win the game with a fit Amani on the pitch and we need to win those three home games. So that's what worries me. Maybe Wood can come back and recapture that form that he had. You know that led to that you know that bout of goals uh, and that, that's a positive. But it is odd, isn't it? Obviously, we're managing something with Tyro. That's pretty clear. And it's clear when he comes on that he's not, you know, the way he's running with the ball, he's not quite physically there yet. Uh, he's one of those players, he's a bit like Wayne Rooney. When he's not fit, you can tell. 
you can tell there's just something in his motion in his gait the way the way he moves and his mobility that he's not quite fully fit um and the fact that Nuno managed his minutes strangely over these three games suggests that's the case. Uh, thanks to Joanne and a couple of other people's people who have said that um, Rayner does have an injury, uh, according to Radio Nottingham. So he should be back next week, which is good because we will. But I assume we'll need him at some point. Uh, as Danny says, do us a favour and hit like if you haven't already. That would be a big help. And consider subscribing to the channel if you're new round here. Um, something Mark said earlier, Chris, as well, around... One of the things that makes it more frustrating again is we've been crying out for this competent defensive performance and we got it for, you know, 98 minutes. I thought so many players, my notes originally were so many players have played so well. I thought Nico was great. The centre-halves mm. were good. Toff defended well. Yates was really competitive. Uh, Dominguez is a worry because he hobbled off and looked screwed. Um, but generally, you know, we put in that kind of defensive performance we've been crying out for and we still lost. And that makes it really hard to take and does it make it more worrying going forward that we can still play well and lose a game? Um, no, I'm just worried about the results in general, which I'll, I'll probably get into a little bit later um, over the course of the last sort of two months. But uh, the performance was brilliant. And if, you know, yes, it's a late goal from Liverpool and yes, we feel sick. But if you're talking about just as a performance, a defensive performance, um, you know, we were missing Aina. Uh, Montiel and Nuno Tavares, who who you know have all at one point or another been starting wing backs, and Williams and Toffolo defended really competently. I think Toffolo was getting caught out quite a bit in the first half, and I think I messaged you, Matt, at halftime saying, "Oh no, I wonder, uh, you know, we're probably going to get caught out eventually by that." But then he he did pretty well second half. But I think unbelievable defensive performance. You have two 21 year old defenders there. Omobama Deli was reading the play really well, uh, stepping into the middle every time Liverpool were trying to play that passage through. Um, Murillo just was, was Murillo. He was really good. And then how many corners do they have, Mark? 11, 12? 11 or 12, yeah. yeah. I think the 12th corner was on the end. We defended them really well, didn't we? Unbelievably, yeah. Unbelievably well. And, and Matt Sells was really competent in goals and he had one fantastic save, uh, which was, I think, off the back of Murillo um, towards the end. I just think, yeah, it is frustrating. I don't think it's worrying. It's just really frustrating because you have two 21-year-old centre-backs. Uh, two of our wing-backs weren't always starting this season and a new goalkeeper and they've all, that back five has done really, really well against the top of the league side today and we get undone by slightly silly error and, and, and a late goal uh, resulted from some controversy prior to it uh, I just it's just yeah that's the that's a frustrating thing it's where do we go from here um but it's a little bit positive I suppose in that vein yeah because Nico was up against Diaz a lot of the game I think they might have switched his side he normally plays the other side I just, and you know he, he's faced down another test and done so well or oh, is it 2-0 Villa is that right Mark uh, I don't they're know they're, they're checking VAR he's on side so it will be 2-0 mm. who is that yeah. Just for the fantasy football. Watkins, Watkins has got two. Perfect. Is it, is oh. I've got him this time. Who hasn't got Watkins? Matt. Yeah, yeah. Some people don't in my league. So I know, well. yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, well, we certainly yeah. Need, we need them to lose. Certainly. We do, yeah. We, yeah, we I mean, need them to lose a lot of games, certainly. Another, um, another 100 likes, they score a third goal, basically. That's what I would say. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully so. Yeah, helps out with that. Uh, thank you to Alan uh, Penhale and Quickball One for coming members. Uh, very grateful. Thank you to Mark and also Richard for their donations. Uh, that's very kind of you, gents. Really appreciate that, especially on a Back of a result like this, Christ. 
how do we pick ourselves up? Well, Lewis is on on Monday, Mark, and I'll ask him how the players pick themselves up because it's going to mm. be a bloody long week for them. But mm. how are you feeling now? Everyone's going to be so deflated. How do we yeah. collectively pick ourselves well, up? Well, we've got to analyse the positives in the game and we've got to try and take positives from it. Let's face it, this team we've just lost to in the final kick of the game could win the title. And those teams find a way. And yes, they had injuries, but they had a lot of quality players on the pitch and they've still got a system of play and the young players that are coming through are of a quality that are good enough to beat most sides in this division comfortably. And they didn't beat us comfortably. They had to fight for it right to the end. They had one shot on target, and that was the cells. That was the goal because the cell save came from deflection off our own player. So we restricted them all day to one single shot on target, which was the goal we lost by. Um, they had lots of shots. They had 22 shots, I think it was, but we kept them at distance. And although they were very, you know, very tidy with the ball, they were very fluid with their movement, their movement caused problems. There were some cross balls across the area a few times. But actually, when you analyse it, we defended incredibly well and worked very hard and kept them kept them at arm's length to the very, very end. And then that little bit of class and a little lack of care on our part cost us. So we've got to take the positives from that. <laughs> because these teams going for the title have a way of doing that to people. Arsenal did it to Luton. You know, Declan Rice scored in the final minute of injury time and to rob them of that game where Luton played very well. We are going to have to go through that. Other teams are going to have to go through that. We weren't beaten 3 or 4-0 by a team going for the title. We lost with the last kick. And we've got to get over the disappointment and start looking at the positives and use it as a platform. If we can restrict a Liverpool side to just one shot on target, we can very much do that to the teams coming to the city ground next and win those games. And that's the attitude we've got to have. We have got enough on the pitch to beat those teams. And we have got enough, as we showed today, to keep those teams out. Sells, for me, is a huge upgrade. We saw him make the first real quality save that he's made, I think, the first time I think that he showed his... his, ability as a goalkeeper his distribution is not just better than Turner's it's actually very very good most of his kicks are actually causing the opposition problem or going to a red shirt so he's a big positive and the back four played very well like we said Nico is outstanding I thought yeah he got caught once in the middle of the pitch and Liverpool nearly turned us around but apart from that he won four four tackles he made the most clearances he was good going forward so we've got a lot of positives to take from that and I guess people are disappointed and will want us to be critical, want us to be negative about the team or the players or the officials. But I don't want to be. I want to look forward now because the fixtures we've got, we've got to look forward and and attack those positively. That's our only chance. The referees aren't going to give do us any favours. Only it's in our control. If we're going to stay up, we've got to win matches and take our chances and keep the opposition out. And we showed today we've got the ingredients to do it. I guess this is where the manager earns his cash as well, Chris, really, because players are going to be so down. He's got to lift them and emphasise the points that uh, that Mark has, I guess, really. I, there's, I think there's no point chewing them out at all over, over this. He's got to lift them and convince them that they that they can do this now. Well, you know what? He's done it before. I, I came on here after we lost to Bournemouth late and I was absolutely devastated. And within a couple of days... He got them up for St. James's Park and we went and we 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 beat Newcastle off the park 3-1. And then a few days later, we beat Man United. You and I were at that game 2-1. So it's, he's got it in him and he knows Nuno has been through this before, not only with the other teams, but he's been through it with Forrest only a couple of months ago. Um, We picked ourselves up off the ground after the Newcastle defeat and, and, and went on and beat West Ham. Um, 
we obviously we lost to Villa last week, but at half time he was reactive and it changed the game and we got back into it. I believe we can do this, you know, and you know, Luton are in their slump right now. They're in their slump and we have we have to kind of make a count. And we've only made a count by a few points by beating West Ham, but we're coming out of our bad run of fixtures. We've brightened away next week that I'm going to. And then not long after that, it's Palace, Fulham, Luton, all them mixed in together. Um, you know, I I don't know if it's a positive or a negative thing. We, we've only won one game in seven in 2024, but they've all been really close, the ones that we've lost or drawn. Um, they've been hanging in the balance. I think we've only lost them all by one goal, except for the Villa game. Um yeah, I think Nuno has it in him. We've seen it happen before, pre-Christmas. Uh, he's an experienced coach. He's an old head. He'll he'll settle them down. He won't chew them out of it. He'll prepare for the next game. And you know what? Hopefully, hopefully we're even more up for it next week, and we absolutely mm. go for it because Brighton are playing us at a really, really tough time for them. Either side of European Cup games. So yeah, no, I. I back I back Nuno to 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 do the right thing from here on out, particularly in training this week, and get us up for the next game. What did Brighton lose today, Mark? Was it 3-0 or 3-1? 3-0 they've lost, I think. I don't think I don't know if they scored late, but I think it ended 3-0. Yeah. Um so we have yes, to it did. Yeah. We have got to target this game and target I mean the yeah. the sands of time are ticking now a bit, aren't they? Now yeah. it's time to go. Yeah. yeah. And 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 Chris is right, we have got those fixtures and, and Luton are uh yeah, they're 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 looking a patched up team now. And and the spirit is still there, no doubt, and they will fight to the end, but their lack of depth is beginning to show. They've taken another injury tonight. They're 2-0 down already to Villa. You know, perhaps a couple of months ago, they'd have come back and, and made that 2 all. I don't think they're going to do that tonight because I think they're struggling. And um, hopefully, hopefully, they're, they're going to drop away and we're going to win these games to, to pull away. We've got that opportunity now. Uh, the matches ahead are so important. We can't go into them criticizing ourselves and looking to officials to do us a favor that's not going to work that's not going to be the way if you want it if you're angry at officials if you're angry about the decision they're going against us use it in a positive way like use it as a way to kind of unite against against that and try and try and turn it into a positive because there's no point in the chairman goal the owner coming down to the halfway line and thinking that's going to have an impact if anything it's going to make things worse right it's going to be it's going to affect the players in a in a negative way and and you know we don't we can't look for excuses now. It's with us now, definitely. The fixtures are winnable and we've got the talent to do it. We've got to go and do it now and and we've got to come into this phase positively. And I, I don't think today was a negative performance. I don't think today, yes, it was a negative outcome, but the, the performance was good enough to show we've got what it takes to win these games and we've got to attack them. Like you say, Brighton is a good time to play them. Don't you know? Palace, I don't think are in great shape. Fulham are very erratic. These are all winnable games now. So um, let's go and do it. Yeah, that's the thing. Let's go and do it because I think Luton are fading. So we this is our opportunity to actually front up and do it now, certainly. Uh, any final thoughts, Chris, before we go? Well, just on the on the referee thing, um, I'm with Mark in, in that we, we we have to move on because we, we we always do feel a sense of injustice after a lot of these games. Uh, it just It's frustrating because you see on Wednesday – you know, the same sort of thing where it happened to Liverpool, but the goal was ruled out and it didn't happen. You know what I mean? It feels like that the bigger clubs get the bigger decisions. And maybe that that's because they put themselves in those positions time and time again, because they're, they're, they're better on the pitch than us, but it, it it's very, very frustrating 
to see that and then me afterwards clock it and go, wait a second, why didn't we get the ball back? That's 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 number one. Um, but number two, uh, like Mark said there, we, we, we can carry on and we can stay up. We can't just hang our heads and just drop off now. We saw that after the Bournemouth game. We came back, beat Newcastle, beat Man United. We can do it again. All it takes is a couple of wins in this league and you're shooting up the table a little mm-hmm. bit. That's all it is. Two wins, back to back, and all of a sudden, Luton are in, in the rearview mirror. So, you know, we, we can do it. I know the deduction is looming over us, but we have to just clear our heads, get back in, and go for it next Sunday in an away game that we're not expected to win, but we, we can win. Mm. Mark, any final words from you before we go? Yeah, no, here, here. I think that's very much the case. I think we can go and get something from Brighton, and then we've got a run of home games that we can win, as we said. And um, the positive today as well, you know, we, they had 12 set pieces against a side that have caused teams a lot of problems there. Van Dijk was the player I feared most going into the game, and we handled him pretty well. Yates went touch tight of him originally and then stood off him and then tracked his run after that. So we clearly had a plan. There was clearly training put in on our set plays to prevent us being caught on that. And as the cool thing is we got caught in a second phase, so it does go down as a goal isn't it, from a set play, but you know that was just a lack of concentration. So that's a real positive as well, because when we said earlier in the week, the problems we've had have been basic. It's been errors, and we didn't make a single error today um, in, you know, in terms of errors that led to a chance or a goal. Uh, and the set play to, to anyone was a lot, lot stronger. So we knew that if we put those two things right, we had the ingredients to now get results. So that's what it's about. Let's not bleat about the officials anymore. That's no good's going to come of that. Um, let's start back in the side and really push for these next few games and, and get the results and see us pull away. Yeah. I think that's why it feels as painful as a 5-0 defeat in the sense that we've played really well and we'll be everyone's going to be so gutted now. But hopefully we wake up tomorrow and feel we've played really well. Can we do it against teams who aren't as good? If we produce, we said this is something we said a lot last season. We got slated for it. If we play like that in uh, in every game or most games, then we'll win enough to stay up. I think, and I hope I kind of want to take that away from today because I started this stream on the floor, and I feel mm. slightly more positive now. Thirty five minutes later, it is a a kick in the yeah kick in the uh, place where you don't it, get kicked. But yeah, <laughs> on, if, if 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 they if we got hammered. Like like Luton did four one. I know they went one 0 up, but they got beat four one. If we got hammered like that, or like Brentford did at home four one a few weeks ago from Liverpool, we would be thinking to ourselves, we didn't disarray this week. We'd yeah. be going, what are we going to do against Brighton at the weekend? What are we going to do? But yeah. like you're right, like the fa- it's devastating to lose like that, um, because we lost a point, but. We we that would give the, the team go. Hang on a second. We kept Liverpool at bay for most of the game, and it was a late, late, late goal mm. that they had to get to win that game. Geez, we're in every single game here, and maybe if we play teams that aren't as good as Liverpool, like we did against West Ham a couple of weeks ago, maybe we'll just control the game and win it. And I think I think you're right, Matt. Like I, I was devastated at the start of the stream, um, and somehow it's 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 turned around a bit because you can see the positives. And and I think Mark's right about the officials. I I just. I can't stand those things happening, but I think Mark's kind of, you got a point in a way. We can't keep going on and on about it because it isn't going to do us any good. Um, and neither is criticising the players for losing a game in which they played very well. In. Yeah, play like that. And we won't be, we won't be talking about one point drops. Hopefully we're talking about three points gained. That, that's that's certainly the plan. Right. Um, obviously, everyone's very deflated and gutted, but uh, do us a favour, hit like. 
hit subscribe if you haven't already. Give us a good review on iTunes. Consider becoming a channel member if you would. We'd be very grateful for everyone who joins us every single day as we do this. Uh, back on Monday with Lewis, Mikey, and Temps, I think, or maybe Emily. Uh, yeah, but uh, we'll dissect the game a bit further. I want to get Lewis's take on how players pick themselves up after a, a game like that. Uh, and how they go again. So join us for that. I think it's at 11am, but I'll confirm that over the weekend. Uh, in the meantime, thanks for everyone's company. Chris, thank you very much. Are oh, you still muted, Chris? You're oh, responding yeah, to texts from no, Liverpool fans. No, I was, check- <laughs> I was checking. I was checking. <laughs> I was checking the Villa score. Right. Um, I think it's still two 0 So I was checking the Villa score. But um, yeah, no. Thanks very much for having me. Uh, it's it's tough to come on after this. A fair play, to Mark and Matt, to you as well for doing it, and everyone for watching. A uh, big shout out to Reese who travelled up from Cornwall all the way for the game. Uh, tough trip back, I imagine. But a shout out to you, Reese. Um, and yeah, look, thanks, thanks again for having me, and you know, bring on Brighton. Yeah, and Kevin as well, who's one of our um, regular listeners. Um, yeah, uh, what's going on? oh, when uh, check out Forest All Over podcast as well. When's your next podcast, Chris? Uh, it might be Monday, but Matt and I have just semi fallen out um, because I wasn't complaining <laughs> about the referee decision. So no, it'll be it'll be Monday. It's just he's just going <laughs> at me right now. It's he's at the height of. His his heightenedness, but yeah, um, probably probably Monday, I imagine Monday, Tuesday. Excellent, excellent, uh, Mark. Thank you very much as ever. You are an absolute warrior. Yeah, well, I'll be getting to some. I haven't been I haven't been getting to the home games, but I've got tickets for the ones coming up now, so I won't be doing too many post match unless we do it live from the city ground. But I'm hoping that uh, my absence from the post match might coincide with some wins because it's been tough it's been tough doing defeats and disappointment but um oh. that's why i'm determined that you know we've got to channel our anger not at the officials not at our players but at, at getting results now um we're all gutted we're all disappointed um but i, I just yeah we we need to channel it the right way and, and try and get some positives from it because nothing nothing's good going to come from complaining about the officials or complaining about slip-ups on the pitch now it was a good performance. There weren't errors. We didn't take our chances, but overall, we kept a you know a, a title contender to one shot on target, and uh, we've got to take the positives from that. Uh, just quickly, thank you, to David, for signing up for membership as well. Uh, that's great, David. And I too will be at uh, the Palace game, so hopefully see a few people there with my daughter, who uh, hopefully is a lucky charm because she was there at the United games. So that's my next game, so uh, hopefully see some people there. In the meantime. Uh, have the best weekend you can obviously everyone's very distraught after this result but uh, we'll wake up we'll go again tomorrow and we'll go again against Brighton do join us on Monday if you can in the meantime we shall see you soon Sports Social Podcast Network